Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the New Books Network. And we are live. Oh, I'm so excited today. Lily, you are a hero. So hello, everybody. Hello to our video audience and our a podcast audience all around the world. And um, I'm Mel Rosenberg, the host of the Children's Literature Channel of the New Books Network. And I am here with Lily Rosenstreich, who is a publisher and an owner of a real traditional publishing company in the United States called Kalaniot. And um, we've met, and you're incredibly nice. (laughs) Well, gee, thanks. And so are you, Mel. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, shouldn't you be very, um, yeah, but I don't own a publishing house. You know what? I That seems such like a big title for such a small person. I I um, really, I, you know what? I love books and that's it. Can that be enough? <laughs> yeah. So so uh, for everybody, this this uh, program today is not, it's a, uh, not just for Jewish people. Uh, it's for all kinds of people, but we are going to talk about Jewish publishing. Uh, because uh, Kalaniot is like a Christian press uh, for Jewish people. <laughs> so a few words about Kalaniot, and then we'll talk about you, and then we'll talk about your wish list, and then we'll talk about the future, and whatever else you'd like to raise. Sounds good. Okay. The floor so- is yours, Lily. <laughs> Lily Rosenstein. Where do Where- I start? I was born a young girl in Seattle, Washington. So <laughs> I don't even actually know where to start. Um, you started really well. Uh, okay. So I was born, I grew up, I am Jewish. But, you know, I grew up in a place that wasn't very Jewish. We were the only Jewish family. And I was on the end of Long Island, which you would think Long Island has a reputation for being very Jewish. Oh, 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 oh. Seattle is not Long Island. You're well, confusing my... <laughs> the Israelis. My parents made a move, but... <laughs> so um, where did you grow up in Seattle? I grew up, in... No, I grew up on the end of Long Island. I was, I think I was three when I left uh, Seattle, so... End of, end of Long Island meaning Tri-City? No, keep, keep going. Keep going to you're almost like in the water. Ah, so that's um, yes, that's so, the, the province of Maine in Canada. 
<laughs> no, Long Island. So it's in New York. Um, and, Maybe it's in the uh, States. What did I mean? New Brunswick. I'm yeah, Canadian. that's New Jersey. But <laughs> so I grew up on the end of Long Island and there were no Jews. We, um, my sisters and I, I have two sisters, were the only Jews in town. And so our practice of Judaism was kind of insular. I mean, we um, sort of did our own little thing. We did our Shabbat, but it was not, um, there was a synagogue. We did go to synagogue, but it was a, a country synagogue with mostly older people. We were the only children there. Um, and it was, I would, I guess it was Orthodox. There was a separate women's balcony. Um, and it, we, I was not allowed to go on the Bema. So I didn't have a great, um, exposure to Jewish life. My parents also were sort of conflicted about, um, religion. Um, so I didn't really come Hold on, hold on. This is interesting. (laughs) Yeah. You want to unpack this? (laughs) Yeah. How many, how many hours do we have here, Val? (laughs) We can, we can, we can do it again. Um, so, uh, my mother's family, um, are academes. So very, they were, they went to universalist. Um, I, I don't know if you're familiar with that sort of a, I'm not exactly sure what it is. It's a sort of a thinker's religion, I guess, if you can, I'm putting that in quotes. And my father's family really was- on, Well, as opposed, as opposed to most religions, which are non-thinker religions, right? Well, was, uh, there's no spirituality, I'll put it that way. <laughs> um, so, so I didn't really have much of a background. Um, and it wasn't really until I had kids that I started, and they started to go to Hebrew school and read Jewish books that I started to learn um, about, you know, real, you know, real practice. Um, and, uh, so that was kind of, What's that? You, you didn't have a bat, bat mitzvah, Lily? I had, well, they, I, they wouldn't let me on the bima. So I had, I did this Shabbat prayers at my house. So that was it. By the time my sister, uh, was, uh, 13, they let her on the bima. So things changed, but I missed it. And, um, and there's a, really there's an idea for a book here. <laughs> Lily has a bat mitzvah. I love it. Work on that mail. <laughs> <laughs> this is about so, you. <laughs> so anyway, I, I didn't really have much knowledge. And so picture books were really one way that I accessed it because with the, and I feel this strongly that with a picture book, you are teaching not only the child, but you're teaching the reader, the parent or guardian or whoever. Um, You're teaching them what they may know already, may not know, may have misunderstood. Um, So that's why I feel that um, picture books are so important, Um, you know, just really in identity and bringing, you know, Judaism through culturally and religiously. Um, So anyway, so that's, my sad story of my youth, but actually my, my family was great. And actually being the you know only family of Jews, it did create, we did have a really close family in the sense that my sisters and I, we were, you know, if, if we wanted to talk about anything Jewish or Hanukkah, whatever, we had to stick together because um, it wasn't particularly friendly. Um, we were in the middle of farm country where, you know, um, there were a lot of Polish folks and, um, you know, every Christmas or Easter, there was always, you know, comments about, you know, 
Jesus and Jews. And, you know, this was before Vatican II and whatever. So anyway, so we really did stick together and it was, it was a, a lovely upbringing and a beautiful place to, to grow up. But that is why I love picture books because I, I, um, when I found them eventually as a mom, young mom, I, um, it was great. It was really, um, it was really eye opening, and I realized how much I missed and didn't know. It's such a you know, it's Judaism. I, as many of us know, is just so chock full of stuff. I mean, it is chock, chock yeah. liver full of stuff. <laughs> so no, I, hold on, let, let let's go back. Let's go okay. Back. So um, the five year old Lily. Okay. Okay. Uh, what? picture books were you brought up on by your academic universalist parents? Oh, I'm trying to wrap. Okay, so I'm embarrassed to say that my favorite book had nothing to do with the content, but with the author's name. And that was uh, <laughs> Red and Jam for Francis by Lillian Hoban and her husband, who which I, I don't remember. I just remember Lillian. So that was like one of my favorite books. But my parents were, um, they were very... Uh, they loved reading. My father is a physician. Um, my, my, my mother's a professor, was a professor of French. Um, and so every night we, all three of us girls were in separate rooms, but we would do something called sleeping, which is when our parents would come into our, the, the other two, we would trade. And so my two sisters would come to my room or my other, you know, my, myself and my other sister would go into the other room. We would trade around and we would read a book and we read we went through, my parents would read initially because we were too young, but then eventually we would read. But we went through all the Newbery Award books, every single one. So, you know, that whole, and then we did the Laura Ingalls Wilder. And then we did the Little Women, Little Men, that whole bunch. So we did a lot of reading collectively. Um, I don't, I think I was probably older when we read that, not five, but. Still. Are you are you a, a five-year-old at heart, Lily? Yes, I am. Actually, I, I actually don't realize how old I am <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> that makes two of us. <laughs> I look at my grandkids and say, how did you guys happen? Yeah, I know. I look in the mirror and say, who is that person? <laughs> That's my mother. <laughs> so so um so we're gonna fast forward. What did you study in university? Did say? Um, so I went to Smith College, which is a women's university, and they have um, an outrageously amazing rare book room. So I I did a lot of work in the rare book room. Um, and so I, I, did, I was a double major um, in art history and um, studio art. So I made a little, they had a, an old Vander Cook letter set press, and I made little books. I mean, I made about anything. I mean, they were silly and funny and, um, you know, just, but beautifully bound. <laughs> and um, so that was, that was kind of what I did. And then I spent a lot of time in that rare book room. And, um, and I also had a sort of other hobby or something I, uh, in horticulture, I just love plants. So um, that was another thing I did. So it wasn't particularly well-rounded. <laughs> What, what uh, happened to all? What happened to all of Lily's rare book collection? I, it's there. It's at Smith. <laughs> the ones that you wrote? Yeah, I mean, there, I think one of them was a haiku book, book of my mother's haikus. 
there was one that I mean I can't even remember that I went back every uh, you know when I go back for reunion I, I take them out and I'm like who who wrote these crazy things but um anyway yes so they're they're there I don't think I have I maybe have one or two copies around but yeah okay and then you finished university and I finished university and I went directly to um, the, the curator at the rare book room at Smith was um just a fan uh Ruth Mortimer she was just absolutely amazing and very connected and she got me into um Farrar Strauss and Giroux which was um a great fit um, I had done a couple of internships at uh, Bantam Doubleday Dell, or I think at the time it was only Bantam, and then um, Crown Publishers, which was a part of Random House. Um, and I liked it, but I, Farrar Strauss and Giroux has this, is it, I don't know if you know it, it's now owned by Macmillan, but it had this sort of secret club feel. Um, it was very uh, Roger Strauss, who who owned it, Jewish, <laughs> of course, um, uh, was very literary. It had a, I, I can't even describe the place. It was like the the physical building was this sort of falling down mess on Union Square, and there was sort of peeling linoleum floors, and the whole place smelled of books. You know that sort of musty smell, and uh, but it was a it was a, just a great experience. I mean, they have amazing authors. And that's actually uh, when I started like really paying attention to those Jewish authors. Like we, uh, we published Isaac Bischeva Singer, Margot Zamak. Um, you know, just, it's a, it's a full of amazing um, books and also Jewish books. So um, it was, it was an incredible place to sort of cut my teeth. Um, and I worked there um I worked there uh, until I had, and eventually moved up to um, be the design director of children's books. And um, then I wow. uh, I decided to change my work-life balance when I had kids and I was, um, I freelanced there and ultimately freelanced uh, for many different publishers. And that's what I did for many years while my children were, were growing. So, um, and, th and that freelance, was really interesting too, because I was able to work with many, many different publishers and see many books, see, uh, see workflows, how, how certain, um, publishers worked, how they acquired what they acquired. And so that variety was, was fascinating and, um, a, a good training. So, um, so that is that, and that's sort of where I ended up. So I was freelancing, um, art directing, um, and, designing books for like for many publishers and with freelance you have a flexibility like when I was not busy I could do other things and at the time my kids had gotten more independent and I had time to um explore print on demand which was had just come out I, you know that this is when they print uh books as people order them and what it means is you don't have to hold stock you don't have to hold book stock so you it's very easy entry for publishers you can try publishing and i said let me let me see if can i do this and um i started with um sort of generic books i uh fairy tales um sort of book anyone would want and i found that unsurprisingly in the us market if you make a fairy tale guess what Everyone is making a fairy tale, and no, you can't get noticed. So that's when 
um, I, Mitchell and I took a hard look and said, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? And um, what can we do better? And we realized that the Jewish niche is really was A, important to us and B, something we could access. It was small enough that we could access it um, and find a voice. And we also felt that there was a need. I mean, we felt that the books that we had given our kids, many of them were great, don't get me wrong, but there was a there was a sameness to them and that didn't really reflect what we knew was the reality and also what we felt our whole family looked like. So there was not a diversity of Jewish practice or Jewish people. It had a very, like Sarah and Danny sitting around a Shabbat table with their hands folded. Um, it just reflect the mosaic that really is, is exciting and what, what makes Judaism so fantastic. I mean, there are Jews all over the world that practice collecting whatever, you know, whatever they, whatever they, whatever parts of the place they live in, they collect that, they reprocess it, they make it Jewish and they, you have something else. Yet at the same time, you know, they're, they're in that environment. They have to remain strong in the sort of essential parts of Judaism. It's, it's fascinating and exciting. And um, we didn't feel we were seeing it. Um, so that was something that we uh, decided to focus on. When was this? When did you have this uh, Eureka, um, the, Eureka I moment? guess it was, it was um, in like 2017, I think, um, when we started to say, hey, that's when I started publishing with the POD. And when we saw that those were not going anywhere, um, we then we sort of said, let's let's focus on this, this, this thing that, that's important to us. Um, and frankly, important to kids to to get excited because uh, okay, but, but to to start to start a uh, a publishing house, I'm guessing you need a quarter of a million dollars just to start. <laughs> well, we no, we we didn't. We started small. We also, I mean, many people. In, it's a blessing and a curse. I mean, mostly a curse. The obviously, COVID was a problem. Um, we started directly into that. I mean, our first book came out in 2020. But in some way, I'm mean, so obviously it's a terrible thing. People were sick, people lost their lives. But in to start and to start into that is complicated because we have no backlist. We're not, you know, it's it is a mess. But it gave us a little bit of a everyone was a mess. So we're starting out NMS, but everyone is disrupted. So in some ways, it leveled the playing field a little bit, gave us a little time to get rolling. Um, and of course, you know, we're still making mistakes. We're still changing. We're, you know, it, it's a work in progress. It's, uh, I don't think we'll ever figure it out. Um, but we, we sort of constantly revise. And so we started off with one book. Um, and the biggest issue for us initially was distribution, because if you have one book, nobody wants to hear from you. Um, so we had a distributor, um, but unfortunately, during COVID, um, he passed. It was a very small place, uh, and they passed away. So our books, we had a list that died, um, was not did not get released. The books didn't go out, so it was a real problem. But we found a new distributor. I should say we. This is Mitchell found this uh, really terrific distributor, National Book Network, who's the right size for us, um, and 
has been really helpful. They have a sales force, which we didn't have before. One second, um, Lily, National Books Network, NBN, mm-hmm. New, New Books Network, NBN. Mm. We should talk to those Can you say people. Something? Kismet? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I have I have my marshal who's in charge of NBN. <laughs> I'll speak to my people. Okay, you do that. <laughs> marshal is not Jewish, but he's more Jewish than most Jewish. So, <laughs> okay. So so um, yeah, so that so that was a big turning point for us. Um, and you know, it's it's hearing from salespeople. You know, we're as when during the pandemic, we're just sort of publishing in this vacuum. We don't know what people want. We have no idea. But um, you know, hearing from salespeople, getting to more um, Association of Jewish Libraries events, um, you know, connecting with these people and and learning ourselves um, has been, you know, it's it's just a, like I said, it's a work in progress, and we just constantly are redefining. Just last night, I was redoing our mission statement. You just it's a, it's a living document. It has to be because you don't, you can't know um, what you think you might be trying to do may not work or may not be what people are interested in. So, um, so that's what uh, we're, we're doing. I, I think you guys are terrific. So um, <laughs> how many, uh, how many books have you published up until so now? We have- we have up till now, we've got 15. Uh, we've got two more coming um, next month in August. Um, and we've got four on the next list. We're trying to ramp up a little bit. Um, you know, I'm always, I have a, I have a problem, Mel. I'm a bit of a micromanager. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> That's okay. I'm a microbiologist. We're fine. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so I I like to get my fingers in every little bit of the process. I, I get upset when I see, for instance, the social media doesn't look like the book or, you know. So what happens is it's sort of, a it limits me because there's only so many books I can do to with that kind of thoroughness. Um so we have been, Mitchell, my partner, and the sort of steady guiding, no, b- the big no, as I like to call him, like, can I pay a little extra for this illustrator? Mit- Mitchell is the big no. It's the he's, big I, no. I, you forget that I met him and he's lovely. <laughs> he is lovely, but he doesn't let me, he doesn't let me spend enough. <laughs> uh. He's always trying to make a solvent, that crazy guy. Um, so... Um, where was I? So, um, anyway, we're talking about Mitchell and money, Mitchell and money. He doesn't let me and spend micromanaging. Up. Ah, so, so he's always, he says that, you know, and it's the truth. We need to, we need to have more books. I know that right now we're, we're publishing maybe five a year. We really need eight. Um, and we're really trying. Um, so next list is four, the, the, and, and, and the following list is four too. So we're really, we're trying to ramp it up. Um, I really just, it's important to me that the books remain really solid. I don't want it to feel like a factory. I, I want each book to have a thoughtful uh, package. I want it to look beautiful. I want it. I want the note at the back uh, to be on point and well researched. And I want all the um, the activity guides or whatever marketing. I want it to look good and and be thoughtful. Um, so I think four is my limit or I might just plots. <laughs> um, 
So, so you, you've, um, or you could just take a course on how to let go. <laughs> or I can, or I can find someone. My, I just. <laughs> like, like, like I, I'm thinking of Pharaoh, you know, <laughs> let, let my Lily yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> but I really, we do have a, a, some support. I mean, we have some, I have a developmental editor who I love and copy editors that I love. So we do have help, but um I, I sort of need professional help <laughs> in letting go. So, <laughs> okay. So um, your, your aim is to get to eight, uh, eight titles a year. Yes. And we, we're getting there. We really are. Okay. That, that's wonderful. How many submissions did you get oh, last no. uh, month, last year? I can't even, I can't even, there are so many submissions and the, the heartbreaking part is, so many are good. I mean, we get, I mean, I can't even, let's say, I, I would say maybe we get uh, like at least 20 a, a month. I mean, it's a lot and a lot of good stuff. Um, I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking. Uh, honestly, 20, 20 a month is nothing. I get 20 a month and I don't have a publishing house. <laughs> you get, you get 20 a month. Hmm. That's a lot of books. And I, of course, have it's to not, read, I, 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 read I'm, go I, I'm going to beg to differ. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. We're going to have to... No. We're... If um, I because I've been interviewing people, right, and uh, some agents get uh, ten thousand submissions oh. a year. Now let's say that not all those are picture books. Uh, yeah. Let's say a quarter or a third is still three thousand submissions a year, and you're not getting three thousand submissions a year. But um, the problem but, is, it's me reading them. I mean, how I no, I mean, really that that that, that <laughs> now that's. That's a problem. It's a problem. I know it's a problem. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to find you a couple of readers because, um, if you see, what I'm teaching is that, um, in general, one out of a thousand, or three thousand, or five thousand manuscripts ends up becoming a picture book. That's probably good. that is probably. I, I think ours are. I'm trying to think how many came out of slush from for us. I mean, I could, I could a quarter of them could have come out of slush. I'm thinking. It's tricky because I have to say, even though a lot of them are incredible, um, there's a lot of sameness in them. So there's there's always the they're, they're, they're similarly yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah, they are. No, they are. They are. But they're you've seen them before. That's the problem. And the, the carrot, the carrot who wanted to be a Hanukkah candle. <laughs> that, that one I have not seen yet. <laughs> I just sent it. Oh, great. I'm gonna put that one on number number seven of eight. <laughs> so so um uh, so we're, we're talking now about the nitty gritty. This is really incredible. I think you know you're going to be really angry with me. Uh -oh. Um, but um, are you looking for submissions? Of course, we are always looking for submissions. So Lily, here, speak to my thousands of people who are, who are watching and listening to you. I, I... What 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 are you looking for? It's the annoying answer of, I know it when I see it. Now, of course, we're looking for, you know, I'm not going to say that. Um, you just said it. I, I take it back. 
I, so we're of course looking for, okay, so are we talking to Israeli uh, authors? No, we're talking to everybody. So we're, our books are Jewish books. If a person read the book, they would have to know it was Jewish. Now that doesn't mean it's like they're praying or lighting Hanukkah candles. It doesn't have to mean that. I mean, we're doing a really interesting book right now about in, set in Buenos Aires. And it's about a, a kid who has got this light shining on him. And then the light is so annoying in the movies and the bus ride, it's terrible. But as it turns out, his, when he shares his, this light, um, he, all his friends are happy and he realizes he just, this is him. And the, the book happens to be set at his birthday. And he's, his birth, a birthday is a great chance to say, why am I here? Why, why am I here? And, um, you know, out of all the people that could be born, what, what am I going to give the world? And um, so, so here's a book that that's a very Jewish concept. Um, you know, there are many rabbis who talk about birthdays, but, and that's not a, that from the outside, that's not a Jewish book, but it is a Jewish concept. So we always are, our books are generally very light in the narrative. We'd like to keep them fun and interesting. And then in the back matter, the note at the back, we really put information in. We feel that, um, the note is a great way. Like I said, as I was a mom reading to my kids and, I need, I didn't have that knowledge. So the note was really for me. And I could decide what, if my kid, does my kid want? No, understand this. My kid is five. Do they understand this concept? No. Okay, we'll get to that later. So it gives the parent or the reader agency to decide when this information gets disseminated. All that uh, ending up to say, Jewish is a very flexible idea. But really, I, I, think, I think this is wonderful because I don't see any... Yiddishkeit in that uh, book of the light. It's like the well, shining. Then read our note. <laughs> no, no, so uh, so what, what's that? No, I, 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 lo I love what you say. Because my, like, my reader response to what you're saying is that Lily now is looking for books that can be universal, that can have Jewish back matter. That's exactly right. We're doing this book. This was a... Um, this is The Shining. This is, um, we're, we're, can you see this one? I, some of the yeah. Israeli, uh, so this was, um, uh, this was a Sifri Apiyama. It says, Akipot Shamar Machpat. The hedgehog who said, right. who what the hell, what the hell. <laughs> right. So we're, we're publishing this in English. We're translating this. But this book, to me, so it's based on Midrash, but um, it's a great, it's a great story about, taking care of your neighbors, taking care of your, of the earth. Um, but there's no Hanukkah menorah. There's no praying. This is a book that shows the, the breadth of Jewish thought. Um, and there we, of course, in our edition, we add, we'll, we'll add the note with the connection to Midrash and, and Jewish thought. Um, but you know, there, Jewish thought well, is... Well, one second, Lily. You know, yeah. you had me You had me at hello here. Yes, okay. Um, shalom. <laughs> this is shalom. This is, this, is, this is a bit of a departure from our conversation when you were in Tel Aviv. 
Yes. Yes, I guess. I mean, uh, yes, but I, I would say because, that- because, because, you know, I'm, I'm going to now give you some uh, wonderful marketing advice to you and the Mitchell. And I don't want any money for it because it's probably not worth any money. <laughs> but um, when, when you talk about note, it's what I call back matter. Yeah. Okay. So um, imagine a book like that. Okay, tell me more about this, the book with The Shining. Is this out already? No, it's coming in the spring. Okay, you're not going to sue yourself for divulging what happens in the book. So the kid has, you might you might sue yourself, but you probably won't. Um, <laughs> I couldn't afford the fee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the defense lawyers. So the, um, so the light is shining on the kid, and then he shares the light, and then what happens? Well, I mean, there's a long of all, it's, it's his birthday party. And yeah. he, he's like, why am I this? Because the light is good and light is bad, right? It's, it's, it's great when he's trying to find his sister's roller skates in the attic. It's great when the power goes out in Buenos Aires, which it often mm -hmm. does. But it can also be annoying. You know, it's, it's when he's in the, when he's at school and the, all the kids think he's trying to get all the attention because he's got the spotlight on him. So it can be annoying. So he, he just wants to be like, regular kids two american jewish kids they just want to be like regular kids wink wink so yeah so see so so this is the the market we're trying to address um he just wants to be a regular kid it's his birthday party he's afraid nobody's going to come he has people come yay that's very exciting they have a soccer game but this light gets in everybody's eyes it's a big mashup and the kids crash he's very upset he real and then he said this light i just i want to be different i don't want to be me i don't want to be what i am and it's his birthday and he realizes that when he, when god decided he was going to be born he made him just the way he is Why? there's god there's god in this story well there's god in this story yes we are not afraid of god I'm afraid of God. <laughs> Jewish people should be afraid of God. <laughs> right. But, but you should think about God, shouldn't you? I mean, God is something to think about, however you call him, whatever you Definitely call him. Definitely something to think about. <laughs> right. So, so, so when so God, go God made, yeah. God chose your you to be a person, yeah. why? Well, what, what, why? Happens in, what happens in the end of the story? The end of the story is it's a picture you know, book, you know, you're, you're telling picture, me. I mean, it's not a novel. It seems like a novel the way I'm describing it. Really, this yeah. book is more interesting. Mitchell says this book is very different. Um, okay. I love it. So he, to, blow, he blows to, out I the want, candles. Yeah. He blows out the candles on his birthday cake. He's yeah. thinking about his, his, what makes him, makes him him. And, yeah. he, and he shares his light with other people. And that light that was following him now is all over his friends. And his friends are like, oh, this is so cool. I have this light around me. And they're, you know, they're they're around a campfire and they're singing songs at, after the birthday party. And and um, Danny, the, I, the character, yeah, says, yeah. I, I love myself. I am me. This is, I'm here to share my light. And that's what he does. The author is Jewish? The author is Jewish. Where is he from? Buenos Aires. Very young guy. Uh, does he speak English? He's, he speaks English, yes. Okay, so I want to interview him when this book comes out. Absolutely. Oh, he the, loves, he's, he's actually really interesting. He's, the, he's Jewish. He's yeah. a convert. Um, so he comes at it from a very, he's very knowledge. You know, sometimes converts know 
more than anybody because they not, not not sometimes usually i know so he's like a wealth of knowledge i mean he knows a lot no, but lily, lily, this very not, spiritual. I, I have so here's my great idea for you and mitchell you see because okay. if if we were if you were my guest and you had a christian publishing house and you told me this story if the guy's name were christopher it would be a Christ, <laughs> christian story and then you just so here's my idea you can, what you should do is you should take your kalaniot, uh -huh. right? And have a, um, a a parallel publishing house, right? Which we're going to call, for the sake of this discussion, um, uh, what, what's the, what the uh, deck the halls with, with uh, deck the halls with uh, something in Ivy? Holly? Holly. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll have Holly Publishing. And Holly Publishing, <laughs> audio. Okay. Listen, I listen, I, I'm on a roll here. Holly <laughs> Publishing okay. I hear will be you. Kalaniot, okay. the same wonderful universal stories, right? different back matter. There we go. We're done. We just wrapped up the entire universe. <laughs> I Listen, you know, I um, this was great because we, we had a, a, a similar discussion and, and you told me before we came on the show, that um, Israeli authors who are Jewish um, write mostly uh, uh, picture books that are universal. Because being Jewish and celebrating Hanukkah and Purim is not an issue here. You know, nobody's going to give a heck about the character who wanted to be a Hanukkah again. Um, and we, we just, and, and, and you said to me, you know, it has to have some Jewish value. But you just did something brilliant. You see, you you dissected because at the end of the day, as as a Canadian who left Canada when he was seventeen, because he didn't want to be a religious Jew, be defined as a religious Jew, he wanted to be defined as a cultural Jew who lives in Israel, right? But outside of Hanukkah and in, in Christmas and Passover and Kalaniot and and Hollies and Ivies and whatever, we're ninety nine percent the same. You know, yeah, Jesus. Right. Right. You know, you, you're talking to me about this, this, this shining light on this guy. And I'm thinking of Jesus, who was a Jewish rabbi. And I'm saying, <laughs> you're ecumenical, whatever that means. I, you know, we, you know, I, I should say, though, we, the books are Jewish. I mean, they, they if you read the back matter, there's no Christian who's going to say, oh, this is a Christian book. I agree that the, that some of these, themes are very universal, but that's because Jewish themes are universal. I mean, there's just no way around it. Yes. But, but we do, but we really, 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 we cannot sell a universal book in the United States. Kalanio couldn't, we wouldn't go anywhere. Our books are for the Jewish market. Jews like some universal books, but the, in that Buenos Aires book, there are, there's talk about Shabbat, there's, you know, there are, there's, there's Jewish iconography, there's Jewish, it's a Jewish book, um, even if there are some universal uh, themes, without a doubt. Well, you, threw it, you threw in a little bit of Shabbat? It's not just throwing it in. It is, it is, it is entwined. It is, you cannot separate the Jews from universalism the same way you can't separate, separate the other way. We, we are part of the world. Um, and we're everywhere. That's, you know, that's another thing that is so important. Our universe, we are universally Jewish. In other words, if we have a book 
if if Shoshi is celebrating Sukkot in Uganda, if Mendel is celebrating Hanukkah in Brooklyn, you know, we we are everywhere and um you know and our books go everywhere too so um and they go they go to they go to israel because we love israel um but and we and we love you too <laughs> but the, the so, jews in israel by and large the secular jews in israel are different from the secular jews in the states they are they are. It's it's a it's a conundrum. It's and it's, and, and 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 PJ Library is different in the states than Sifriya Pijamot in Israel. Very very. Um, we're 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 going to soon run out of time, which just means that you and I are going to have, I hope, a private talk on this <laughs> wonderful conundrum, which we are going to solve together. But we're not okay. going to tell it. We're not going to tell everybody. No, it's. it's and we're going to have to have another talk because. Um, it's too interesting speaking with you. What 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 about Lillian Kalaniot and PJ Library? Because PJ Library is very important, but it also um, doesn't force you, but it kind of directs you in a certain line, does it not? Um, we don't. We love PJ Library, obviously. I mean, they do. They do. They, our missions are very similar, to be quite honest. I mean, we, we want. We, we we love them too. Um, I would say we don't publish for PJ Library. We never, we really don't think, uh, I wonder if this is going to be a PJ. I'm going to publish this because it's going to be a PJ. Scouts really Honor, Scouts Honor. No, Scouts Honor. We really don't do that. If it's a book we want, we want it. If PJ wants it, yay, we are excited. And we we also coordinate with them. I mean, we. I am always, as soon as I acquire a book, I say, um, what do you think? You know, I always do that. No, it's collaborative. Sometimes PJ will come to us. We love this book. And if we love it too, we're all over it. Um, you know, but we're not going to, they're not going to come to us and say. You just contradicted yourself a bit, but I love PJ Library too. <laughs> I mean, it, it, look, let's face it. PJ Library can turn a book into a, into a success overnight. Yeah. yeah. And not only that, Mel, you know what it can do? It can, you know how Mitchell's always saying no to me about how much to spend. It can allow. I, I didn't know before the show, but now I know. <laughs> and everybody else. To, uh, to uh, pay a little more for my art. Um, because honestly, there's a difference. Um, you know, if I can, I I want to be able to pay more. I do. Um, it's it's not, you know, I, you know we, we have small runs. And so when we're going up, if we're trying to hire an illustrator and they've already worked for one of the big five, we're almost doomed because there's their runs are so big that they can afford to pay a lot and we just can't. So if PJ is involved, then I'm, I have a little more flexibility in how much I can spend on my art so I can get an artist I really am excited about. So um, but that's sort of neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, I mean, PJ... I mean, it is very different, I have to say. So we published this book in the U.S. Mm -hmm. um, I, what I, what I, sh I should have said, uh, PJ is this, Library is is, um, is a wonderful a, um, philanthropic organization that makes a children's books that are related to Judaism uh, essentially accessible for a dollar or something to, to hundreds of thousands of millions of kids all over... North America and many other countries. 
I think um, the big difference, the big difference in the United States and in Israel is in Israel, it's distributed through the schools. And in the United States, it's distributed through synagogues. Mm -hmm. So um, you're looking at affiliated people in the US and um and in, Look, and you know, Harold Greenspoon and the people who, who uh, have donated so much money, they have a vision. Yeah. And um, I think it's wonderful. Absolutely. But they, they have a vision. And in the Sifriati Jamut in Israel, they yeah. also have a vision. Uh, I would be remiss if I told you that I don't think that it has an effect on publishing in Israel. It has a big effect. And here too. You know, and when my book came out, I'm saying... Oh, oh my goodness, maybe I don't have enough Judaism in my book. So I, I, I wrote my publisher, oh, um, you know, my book is connected to Judaism, you know, of course, submitted to Sifriyat Pijamot. Doors are central in Judaism. Look at this Mishnah and this, you know, the Pharaoh and whatever. But you can't help it. You know, the, the, this, is, um, the, this is like um, every Jewish publisher's dream is to have the book listed on PJ or Sifriyat Pijama. Yes. But in Israel... If, it, your it, if your character is sleeveless, right, and it's a uh, girl or a woman, they're not going to take it, right? I yes, I I don't know. It, it is different in the states. I think it's a it's almost sort of the opposite direction. Um, they're much the books are much more. Um, uh, I, I guess they're less. They're they're more um, in the middle, sort of not. Orthodox, not reform. They're they sort of balance. They you know they try to step on both. It's an impossible, impossible conundrum. And now we feel the same thing because we are also we have books that have Orthodox representation. We have books that are like you said are so universal. Maybe are they Jewish? Um, so of course they're Jewish. I, of course they're Jewish. Now I feel like I have to defend myself. Uh, <laughs> That's also I, being Jewish. <laughs> I'm sitting in the corner in the dark. Is that Jewish? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. PJ does affect things. How can it not? Um, uh, because it is, it, it's it's interesting. It's interesting um, when when an author, because of course, in the United States, we only, the, the quantities are much smaller than in, in Israel because you are going to the entire population. It's, it's a big difference. I, I, we, when we visited, we, I did not realize how big the runs were in Israel. They're not that big here, but it's still enough to really help a small publisher um, keep the lights on. Um, and keep also- light, Keep the lights shining, Lily. <laughs> um, but it's, <laughs> it, it, is, it is hard. It is hard because you you do you can't can't help but be motivated um, to you know if you want one a list then you're, you're sort of like okay which is the one that it's going to be um, I don't know it it's it is it is it is hard it's hard mm -hmm. yeah so essentially it is kind of an issue but uh, <laughs> listen uh, we're we're running out of time mm -hmm. and I want you to tell my First of all, I'm so delighted you agreed to be on the show, and I want to have you again uh, in a couple of months, uh, if sure. that's okay with you. Yeah. Um, and if Mitch uh, allows me to to waste your time, um, <laughs> and I want to have a private conversation, but that'll be entre nous. Um, and in, so, in, in closing, I want your pitch. What are you looking for? You want you I mean, want more manuscripts? For, 
we're looking for books that highlight the diversity of Jewish people and practice, you know, where they come from, how they how they interact with Judaism, from sort of the cultural to the religious, the whole spectrum. Um, I mean, that's kind of, we want to be a, a window and a mirror for Jews all over uh, the world. We want uh, people to see themselves and at the same time see others. So, okay. so what's more important, the story or the, the story oh, per well, se? You got to the... sto you gotta start with the story, of course. I mean, all this other gobbledygook is unimportant if the story is not interesting or not exciting or the characters are unrelatable or whatever. That's not a good place to start. Um, so, because you might as well do a nonfiction adult book if you want to talk about that. Um, so I, I know that's a, that's a nothing answer about what I want. So I'm, I'm sorry. You can say, you can say, surprise me. <laughs> surprise me, surprise me. Surprise I mean, me. honestly, that's, that's how this, the, we were talking about this Buenos Aires book. This is not, this is a departure. You're right. This is a departure for us. Um, so, but I was surprised pleasantly. And, 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 and you, I think your alien book too. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. But it's we've a got a it's a machine in a book. Some... It's illustrated by my dear friend Shirley Weissman. Oh, and um Shirley. maybe we'll maybe we'll talk about it next time. Um this has been really incredible. Uh Lily, um for people who write, you are a dream. <laughs> and um I, I hope that uh, you and Mitch uh, find a way to make millions from this uh, mission. Oh, of yours. that's not the goal. We want to make a million people more. Uh, it's uh, more no because that be, no because then you can give away millions of books. You see. <laughs> okay. All right. It's a goal. <laughs> yeah. So before I forget, is there anything I haven't asked you? Because uh, I want to save for my next interview. Uh, no, I just. I can't, I, I, I'm dying to talk to you about all, all the books that are, I'm working on. They're, they're like my children, so, but so, I won't talk about them <laughs> next time. Next time, next time I'm going to um, shut up. And this was just too much fun. You see, I, usually I'm a good interviewer, but like when, <laughs> when I meet somebody like you, it's just fun, right? <laughs> well, this is, this is really fun, Mel. I, I need, I, I would like to get psychoanalyzed on your couch. <laughs> talk about my, my youth. <laughs> So would I, so would I, dear. Um, so listen, okay, so but I promise you, um, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk again in about four or five months publicly. Okay. And this will strictly be about your list and specific things that you're interested in. Okay, sounds good. Okay, sounds and I'll put, I'll put myself on mute. Okay. You can just talk for 45 no, minutes. Nobody wants to hear me drone on about my... My children. <laughs> so I've, I've been talking to the incredible Lily Rosenstreich. Uh, have I pronounced your name in a good Israeli fashion? It sounds, yeah, it sounds really, it sounds more exciting than the way I've been pronouncing it. Who, who is actually the publisher and owner of Kalaniot Books. And I, we've talked about your journey and your mission and your dream. And I think it's been wonderful. And I'm, before I forget, uh, Mel Rosenberg, the host of the Children's Literature Channel, of the New Books Network. And this has been so much fun. Lily, thanks a million. And we'll, we'll set up uh, something next week or in a week or two. Sounds great. Thank you so much, Mel. It was really, really fun. And God bless you. May, may, uh, may Danny's light shine on you as well. Bye-bye. <laughs> All the way to your corner office.
<laughs> Bye, Mel. Bye.